Bell watched for the cop's reaction when he replied, I reckoned Coasties would fish them out. O'Reardon agreed with a world-weary, yeah, confirming the rumors that even some officers of the United States Coast Guard, the arm of the Treasury Department charged with enforcing prohibition at sea, were in the bootleggers' pockets. Starting this afternoon, thought Bell, the Van Dorns would put a stop to that. One big hand firm on the throttle of his S-1 flying yacht, the other on the wheel, Isaac Bell began racing down the East River for takeoff speed. He dodged a rail car float and steered into a rapidly narrowing slot between a tugboat pushing a fleet of coal barges and another towing a bright red barge of dynamite. Joseph Van Dorn, the burly, scarlet-whiskered founder of the detective agency, sat beside him in the open cockpit lost in thought. The Greenpoint Ferry surged out of the 23rd Street Terminal straight in their path. The sight of the slab-sided vessel, suddenly enormous in their windshield, made Joseph Van Dorn sit up straight. A brave and cool-headed man, he asked, Do we have time to stop? Bell shoved his throttle wide open. The Liberty engine mounted behind them on the wing thundered. He hauled hard on the wheel. The loaning S-1 held speed and altitude records, but was notoriously slow to respond to the controls. Bell had replaced its stick and pedals with a combined steering and elevating Blario wheel, in hopes of making it nimbler. Passengers on the Greenpoint Ferry backed from the rail. Bell gave the wheel one last firm tug. The flying yacht lunged off the water and cleared the ferry with a foot to spare. "'There ought to be a law against flying like you,' said Van Dorn. Bell flew under the Williamsburg Bridge and between the spotting masts of a battleship docked at the Navy Yard. "'Sorry to distract you from your dire thoughts. You'll distract us both to kingdom come.' Bell headed across Leaf Green, Brooklyn at one hundred miles an hour. Van Dorn resumed, pondering how to deal with misfortune. The World War had upended his agency. Some of his best detectives had been killed fighting in the trenches. Others died shockingly young in the influenza epidemic. A post-war recession in the business world was bankrupting clients. And only yesterday, Isaac Bell had discovered that bootleggers— who were getting rich quick off prohibition by bribing cops and politicians, had corrupted two of his best house detectives at the Hotel Gotham. Bell climbed to three thousand feet before they reached the Rockaways, where the white sand beach slid into the ocean like a flaying knife. He turned and headed east above the string of barrier islands that sheltered Long Island from the raw fury of the Atlantic— a booze-smuggler's paradise of hidden bays and marshes, inlets, creeks, and canals stretched in the lee of those islands as far as he could see. Thirty miles from New York, he banked the plain out over the steel-blue ocean and began to descend. "'Can I come in the launch, chief?' Seaman Third Class Asa Summers, the youngest sailor on the Coast Guard Cutter's CG-9, was beside himself. 
He had finally made it to sea, patrolling the Fire Island coast for rum runners on a ship with a cannon and machine guns. Now, the fastest flying boat in the world, a high-wing pusher monoplane, was looping down from the sky. And if the roar of its 400-horsepower Liberty motor wasn't thrilling enough, it was bringing a famous crime fighter he'd read about in Boy's Life and the Police Gazette. Mr. Joseph Van Dorn, whose army of private detectives vowed we never give up. Never. What's got you all stirred up? growled the white-haired chief petty officer. I want to meet Mr. Van Dorn when he lands. He ain't gonna land. Why not? Open your eyes, boy. See that swell? Four-foot seas will kick that flying boat ass over tea kettle. Maybe he'll give it a whirl, Summers said with little hope. Flight magazine praised the S-1's speed a lot more than its handling.